Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday, February 18th. Wayne woke up this morning, came down the stairs, like it's Friday, living for the weekend. <laughs> of course, being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I know who I live with. <laughs> um, oh. As a parent, uh, it's, it's extremely disappointing when your kid lives for the weekend. You know what, though? Everly prefers school over hanging out with us because she gets to hang out with her friends instead of being an only child hanging out with her parents. Fair. So she prefers weekdays. What she hates about weekdays is that we do the podcast this early in the morning mm. because she wants to wake up when we do, but it's super early. Like we get up at whatever, 530. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, the podcast again. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, today is Friday. It is the end of the week, and I've got some terrible news. Oh, awful news. Awful news. Um, speaking of family, <laughs> Monday is family day, so no show on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Hope you uh, do every... Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe have a little sleep in. Spend the day with the with family. Well, that's what I hope people are going to do. Or friends. Go for a walk. I don't know. That's what I hope people are actually going to do and, and, and not just, you know, sleep. Not just sleep in, but, you know, sleep maybe. Sleep and be lazy? Yeah. Spend some time with your family, the ones that you love. And... Ooh, it's going to be cold next week. Yeah. I asked, uh, I asked her daughter this morning. I said, what are we, uh, what do you propose we do for family day? Because she's all this is this is probably the most excited she's been for a holiday in ages. Um, yeah, Dad, you know Monday is family day. Uh, okay, what do you propose that we do? I want to play life, the game oh. of life. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, no show on 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 uh, Monday. So today today's the day. Okay, because um, today's the day to get all of your shit figured out and answered. Right, because uh, with no show on Monday, that means then you won't have us back until the Tuesday, which is February twenty second. Ryan in the chat says we'll survive. He thinks he's going to survive without us on Monday. What's that, <laughs> Ryan? Well, you know what? I'm happy that Ryan's got his shit figured out. <laughs> Me too. Um, but uh, that means that we'll be back on February twenty second, and that may as well be December twenty second. Year's almost over. The year's almost over. It's just, it's just slipping away. We're almost done two months of the year. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Indeed. Time flies, son. Yeah. One sixth of the year. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. 12 months ish. Um, what are you up to today, Wayne? Me? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. This, uh, this week's been crazy. Um, I have to, I have to literally just when I, when I'm done, I have to look at my calendar and see what I'm doing. Um, coaching call and meetings. Super fun. I'm excited for the coaching call. No, it's canceled. No coaching call. Just meetings. Just meetings. That's, that's, that's a fun. I have a move out inspection this afternoon. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's about it. What uh, what are you guys up to today? Um, oh, hey, in case you're listening to the recorded version, you're wondering, <laughs> why is he talking to me? Um, that's because I'm talking to the people that are joining in live every morning. Um, you can join in live on the Podbean app. Um, just download Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and search the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And you can join in live at 6 o'clock Mountain Time every morning, Monday to Friday, Except holidays. Except, <laughs> yeah, every day except holidays and weekends. <laughs> every day. Uh, and you can click that cool call-in button and you can you can ask questions. You can, there's also a chat as well. And 
You can ask your questions in there. You can tell us what you're up to. So yeah, I'm curious what everybody else is going to be up to today and the weekend and uh, uh, what's family day? Yes. Family day. My mom is moving here tomorrow. What a what a family day miracle. What a family-ish family day it's going to be. <laughs> oh, that, you know what that yeah, that's fantastic. I'm pretty excited. Um me too. This was like something that we knew might happen, but like I don't know what the I don't know what the percentage was. It was just kind of like, a, yeah, maybe maybe she moves here, maybe she doesn't type of thing for the past while. Mm-hmm. And then like Boom. She's like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> like a week and a half, two weeks notice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you knew that. Well, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Pretty freaking excited. Yeah. Uh, so we got a, a few things uh, we could talk about today in case, if nobody else wants to talk about anything. Um, told you guys, this is not a presentation. This is a discussion. <laughs> Call us. I have backup topics. But uh, the reason, so I got these backup to- topics from um, a social media post that I did, I think it was earlier in the week, asking what people want us to talk about on the podcast. And so there's a, a bunch of different uh, things that people wanted to talk about. And so one of them was, um, one of them was in regards to what would you do if you had to start all over, <laughs> which is fun. Exactly what we did. Exactly what I did. No regrets. Just like the tattoo on my chest. (laughs) In two inch block letters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big smiley face in the end. Um, No regrets. Uh, I will uh, add a caveat to this. Uh, What I would do if I was to start all over is completely different. What you should do if you were starting right now yeah. or if you started all we over. all have different resources we all have different plans of where we want to be what we want to do who we want to be it's exactly it i want to be someone completely different than than you not to say that you're bad i just like i <laughs> i just <laughs> i don't i don't want to be you no I'm, <laughs> I I, what i mean me. is that i my path is different than your path yeah and and your path is significantly different than my path because there are things that that fulfill you uh, that that uh, and other things that fulfill me. Um, I get I get so um, anxious when someone calls in these days because people are accidentally clicking the call in button and they're like, no, 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 no. I just accidentally clicked it. So I really hope that Orion is actually calling in. And there's the death. Okay. Yeah. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Are you guys hearing me? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I have a quick question here. Um, I wanted to know if uh, for a rental, if someone, two person is planning on being on the lease, um, the person that my property manager first mentioned, they have a co-signer that um, would be with them. Would you run like the screening just the same, like um, like two different as two of them? Like you know the credit check and all that stuff, the income, mm-hmm. and I, because uh, both of them would be on the lease. Um. Okay. Um, am I still echoing, Wayne? No, I was just gonna say, Orin, uh, if you could just turn your volume down just a pinch. Oh, so yeah. there's oh, no okay. echo. Yeah, we yeah. do have a bit. And then echo. Gabby, and then Gabby wants has an answer for you. I think that's a great question. I just didn't want it to echo too too much. Um, that's a terrific question. Yes, it is. I do have a question though. Did you say this is for a rent to own or for a normal rental? Lease? Normal. Oh, rental. Okay, I thought you said yeah. rent to own, and I was like, eh, co-sign you're on a rent to own. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Um, yes. You screen them basically the same way you screen the tenant because at the end of the day, if they bail on you or trash the place or do whatever they they might possibly do, you need to be able to um, confirm that you'll be able to, in essence, go after the, the co-signer. Yeah. So you want to verify that they don't have a whole bunch of stuff in collections, that they don't. And they're basically, they're saying, hey, um, I'm... 
I'm vouching for this person. I have great credit. I have a good job. I have a good salary. So in the event that they can't pay one month or that they, you know, like fall upon hard times, I'm their backup. So you want to verify that they are good to go. And what I was talking about uh, just a second ago is that, you know, when looking at the credit report and you do this with any tenant, like to make sure that they don't have stuff in collection. So in the event that you do need to go after them and take them to the RTDRS and, um, you know, try to get money out of them, that you're not like eighth in line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so those types of things. So yes, 100%, you screen the cosigner just like you do the the person living Separately, there. yeah. Separately, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. with this with this thanks for that question. So, um, so I'm using a property manager to do my placement. Yep. But they're doing the screen and everything. But um, I did ask for say they sent me the quick info regarding the mm -hmm. potential tenant and the moving, and they said they have both of them on the lease. Now, do I need to verify because I'm not sure if. That person is just co-signing or they actually moving in, but they haven't um, declared with me. And so do I need to make sure my property manager is being clear on those stuff before they actually sign them up? Oh, because that's... Uh... Because I was thinking that I still want, even though I'm making them do the placement, I still wanted to, you know, go over do like a due diligence kind of to verify before saying, okay, yeah, they're good to go. So do I need to have him like, you know, pass over their information to me before actually moving ahead for them to move in? I, I think that you, you get the last say, you should always get the last say on who moves in. Um, I can't speak for that tenant placement service though. Uh, whether they're property manager, or whether they're tenant placement service, um, they're both. They're I don't property manager, and yeah. So I do the service just for them to do the placement okay. and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's I, I'm tiptoeing around this because if I were running a tenant placement services <laughs> business, I would have I would put together like a little uh, per, not a performance but like a little package for, to present are, to yeah. you. I enter all the information in. And then I send it to you and you give me a green light or a red light. Yeah. Right? Like this is their credit score. This is what they do for work. This is how much they make. This was my gut feeling about them. Like, yeah, yeah. I would for sure want the, yeah, the landlord's final say. Rundown. They give okay. me a quick rundown. Like this led me their, um, <coughs> the driver's license. Um, yeah. But their pay stub, no. One red flag that I see so far, one of the person, it seemed like, so there seems like she's going through a separation. So it doesn't seem like she's working, but she's getting money and funding. Now the numbers somewhat mm. add up with both of them being co-signed. With having, say, right. I will say like the income is say, three, three months, um, the rent. Yeah. yeah. So that when they're together, a, though, you said? Yes. Oh, okay. Then I would, in, in that case, then I wouldn't, like, if the person can't can't qualify income-wise on their own, that that isn't where a cosigner helps. A cosigner helps when the person has bad credit and, or maybe doesn't have experience, has never rented before, they're yeah. first-time renters. That's where a cosigner <clears> is helpful. <throat> A cosigner coming in and and helping boost up income isn't helpful because you still need the person who is living in the property to be able to afford the place. So unless oh. that cosigner is moving in, which at that point they're not really a cosigner anymore, they're just yeah. an occupant. Um, oh. You want to make sure whoever is living in the property can afford it themselves. Yeah, that's a high probability of failure. Yeah, because the affordability oh. they don't. I mean, the affordability is not there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, you had another question a minute ago, and I was I was waiting to answer it. But um, you know, Ryan, if, can if you just you're... turn your volume down again a little bit? We're yes. getting some feedback here. Uh, back to the you know your your other question about should you know, you know, should you ask who 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 is actually staying there? Is the co-signer living there, 
or are they living separate, you know, somewhere else? Yes, that's, that's a totally a justifiable question for you to ask your, your tenant placement or your property manager. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to know who's living in there. That, but I but I hesitated when I when I answered that, because technically, if when Fair someone enough. co-signs, yeah. they're not signing like a co-signer agreement. What they're doing is they're signing on to the lease with the with the other tenants. Yeah, so that person has she, she got to be on the lease. She said this. Yeah. Uh, placement guy said both of them will be on the lease. So they have every right to live there. They're on the lease. Yeah. So like you can't say, well, you know, if, if they say, no, I'm not living there, but then they are living there. You can't you can't forbid them from that because they're signed they're on the lease. Yeah. They have that right. Oh, okay. So but I mean, at the end of the day, you do want to know who's living in the premises. Right. If you happen yeah. to go down there and for a uh, quarterly inspection or something like that, uh, checking the place, and there's two people living there. You're like, is this this person or is this another person? Right. Oh, so. Okay. That's that's my thoughts on that. But I think Gabby made a great point about uh, the, the affordability thing, right? You, you you only have a few things that you can check when you're when you're screening a tenant. That's affordability and that's um, like credit mm-hmm. and then character. So if they don't have good credits, sorry, if they don't have good affordability, then the likelihood of them, you know, missing a payment is, is, is higher. Yeah. So. For sure. That's my thoughts, but I mean, uh, talk to your t- your your property manager a little bit more and ask them about why, you know, they've decided to accept this person more or less. Yeah, if they can't afford it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess um, I maybe have to have that talk with them to figure out if they actually yeah um, sure. can afford it if that person decides to leave the other person, or you know. So mm-hmm. there's any other income that the other person is getting. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. Thanks for calling yeah, in, Arane. Definitely. Thank you very much. Guys. Have a great day. All right. Yeah. Um, do you mind, Gab? Um, and I know this has changed and sometimes you make exceptions, but uh, typically what's the norm for uh, percentage of rent to income? Yeah, so thirty is is kind of um, the the rule, not rule, not hard and fast, but the it's norm. kind of the norm. Um, I don't like to go over thirty five percent. That's usually my limit, um, unless it's like maybe it's thirty six and everything else is freaking golden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I'll make small small little ex- exceptions like that. Yeah. But yeah, 30s like good. You're like, okay, these people can definitely afford it. And then as you start creeping up, it's like, mm, what's the other stuff saying? Do mm-hmm. they have excellent credit? Do they have excellent character? Or you know what I mean? Like where does everything else fall? That character is, is a big one. It is. Yeah. Um and you need to become a really good judge of character. Yeah. Um Sorry, the dog is just. I, did you Roll, give him a giant roll in a bone around on the ground upstairs? <laughs> she has to give him like the all your <laughs> across the floor. Hopefully, it's not too loud for you guys. I'll find out later uh, when I get into editing this. Uh, but um, <laughs> what was I saying? I compl- like it, it was just like this horrible uh, affordability character. Oh, character is actually incredibly important. I mean, affordability you can check out real fast. Does it match? Cool, great. Uh, in most, a lot of cases, affordability is the easiest one for them to pass mm-hmm. on our checklist. Um, character is 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 the next important to me. That's the one that I pay the most uh, close attention to. Yeah. I just want to. I only get a few minutes to meet them, and nine. It's kind of like that first date. Everybody showers and puts their best cologne on and does their hair perfectly for the first date. Yeah. Um, but what are they like on the tenth date? You know what I mean. But like you, you only get a first date with your tenant. You have to just kind of see what's bullshit, what's not. Yeah. Right. Um, so you ask questions. You you know you try and make them feel as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to relate with them. Just get them to open up and and show their you know their true self, and see if this is the type of person that is the type of person that pays yeah. on time. Are these the type of people that in the event if something happens? Would they pay you first or would they go into, you know, like a victim kind of mode? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not my fault. Or are they the type of people that will do whatever it takes in order to, to pay the rent? That's, it's a, t- it's a tough, it's a tough thing to learn and develop. But if you can get that, um, it'll help you screen tenants a lot better. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention <clears throat> on the topic of co-center, I don't think we've ever talked about co-centers on the podcast before. We haven't. And we've had really great success with co-signers when we've used them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, the tenant who is moving out today um, had her mom as a co-signer. Really? And it was an excellent tenancy. See, here's why I like co-signers. And to be honest, I'd like a co-sign, someone to co-sign on, on everything. everything. <laughs> here's why. <laughs> Extra because, protection. Because, well, it's a huge layer of protection for the, as Gabby mentioned um, a minute or two ago, about going after someone. Because when someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do, whether they, they, they abandon the lease, whether they stop making payments, whether they quote-unquote trash the place, and you need to go after someone, just like these last two tenants that just moved out, and like I told you you know, the other day, that we're not going after them because it's, I don't, I don't know, I, I can't go to Cameroon, mm-hmm. and I can't go to whatever city outside Grand Prairie they are, um, the other ones. So because of that, I, I can't go after, like it's, it's too much work for me to go after $800. My time is worth way more than that. Um, but if their parents had signed in Edmonton, say, for example, mm-hmm. let's let's use another example, not those two or that they live in different cities, but let's say, for example, someone just left and I didn't know where they were. Or if their parents signed anywhere, because you ha- you now have, they're probably live in a, in a house that they purchased That's and are not moving anywhere. At, but I wanted to use a better oh, example. Okay, I wanted to use a better example because when someone moves out and you're like, where did they go? You're like doing your Facebook sleuthing and Googling and Instagram and stuff and trying to figure out where they are. You're, you're you know, you're calling up their employer, which you can't, but you know what I mean? Like you're doing whatever you can just try, trying to find these people. But if their parents co-signs, their parents probably own their home. Mm-hmm. They didn't move. They didn't go anywhere. So you don't necessarily have to find the tenant. You just, two things. One, you call up the parent or the co-signer and be like, hey, just let you know, you co-signed for these people and they abandoned this. They owe this much money and I can't find them. So you co-sign for them. So we're going to be serving you. Yeah. And they instantly, like if that's their kid, they're going to be I'll tell you where to find them. Nope, nope, you're serving them. You know what I mean? And sometimes they'll yeah. be super defensive. Yeah. But once they find out that they're going to be the ones that are getting served, because you you don't have to serve the tenant. You can serve anyone that's on the lease. Yeah. You can just, if there's 10 people on the lease, you can serve one person. Oh, no, that's not fair. Doesn't matter. You Doesn't can serve matter. one person. Yeah. Right? So when when someone co-signs and you call them up and say that, hey, this person did this and they owe this much money, but we're coming, we're, we're serving you, we're not serving them instantly that person's going to get on the other person's ass and get them to fix it. So that's one great thing is that you can, you can leverage that and you can also leverage the fact that that person at the other co-signer, they probably didn't move. Right now, the tenant that was living in your unit moved, you have no idea where they are, but the other, the co-signer is very easy to find Mm -hmm. and serve Mm -hmm. and it's, and they have good credit. Yeah. And they don't want that credit. They don't have stuff in collections. Right. So I, I, me personally, I'm okay with someone with crappy credit. So long as the person that's co-signing has good credit, mm-hmm. I'm covered as long as now, as long as the other two boxes. Yeah. As long as the character off. and affordability, got, yeah. character and affordability, you got to make sure that those, those fit. So affordability. Okay. If they're right on the cost. Mm, okay, cool. But they've got really good character. Hey, I just need an, another chance. You know, I went through some stuff, my husband, which we've all heard that story a million times. Some of them are true. Some of them aren't true. Um, but you, you know, if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and not just assume that every, you know, single woman has, you know, some sort of a husband that ruined their credits and you like, you want to give them a chance, then just make sure they have a co-signer. Yeah. Right. And now they have that chance. And if they mess it up and they, and, and you, they, they were just BSing, then, then you have someone to go after mm-hmm. for what's owed to you. Yeah. So that's, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad that, that, um, thank you, Irene, for, uh, Asking the question. For yeah. asking that question because uh, co-signers is one that we've never really brought up. I can't believe that. Yeah. It doesn't come up very often for us in our business though. We've had, we've had co-signers, but normally it's in situations where the person is like definitely not approved. Their application is not approved. But I, we were like, man, like I really want to help this person out. I, I really yeah. think that this person would be great. Yeah. Better get a co-signer. 
Yeah, it's funny because, um, like I had mentioned uh, on the on the phone with Orain, one of the situations where the where co-signers are helpful is when it's the person's like first time out on their own. They don't have landlord references. Uh, most of the time, don't even have credit because yeah. a lot of people don't get credit cards until they're in their twenties or whatever. And um, and so they really have nothing to show except um, character and affordability. And Sorry, I just started reading a comment. Stop reading comments while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing with that, though, is that I personally have a hard time wanting to rent to people when it's their first time out on their own. They typically have, like, they don't know how to be a tenant, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they have the silliest complaints, the silliest requests. They're usually in way too much contact with you. Um, because they're like, what about this? And what about that? And how do I do this? And can you come fix that? And I was thinking about putting this picture up, but I need help. Can you help me? Like turtle and finding Nemo. Yeah. It just, it's just (laughs) like, so it's, it always seems like it's a little bit more work, but then also, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say on that? I, I can't remember, but they just seem like they're they're more work. They don't quite know what they're doing and stuff. And so I always shy away from those. I mean, unless I get like a really good character, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they seem like really good people and like that sort of thing, then, I, then I'll entertain it. But otherwise, like when I see the requests come through, I will, uh, I don't like admitting this out loud because Wayne's probably I have about so to many, give me the I'm stink biting eye. my tongue so much too. Wayne's probably going to give me the stink eye, but like I... It's one of the things that makes me go, mm, do I respond? I usually do. Unless yeah. their profile's like, who are you? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm on, I'm on, on, your, on your side on this are one. Are you? Okay. Yeah, because uh, it comes back to the authority thing. I need to make sure that I have a, posi- like, I have a good position of authority. Mm-hmm. So, when I, so when we say, hey, the rent is due, or hey, you need to do this, and they, and they suddenly come back and argue with you about it, now I'm in an argument, right? Yeah. This is not... Like it, what it should be is that, hey, here's the rules. You need to do this. You didn't do this. You need to do this, right? That should be how, that should be how the, the dynamic that we have. Yeah. But when someone comes back and says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Or for example, so you're telling me you're not going to pay for the installation of my security system? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where, where does it say that I have to do that? Yeah. <clears throat> So that's, that's kind of what I mean. Like that yeah. as soon as that happens, instantly I go in defensive mode and I'm like, this person's gone. Yeah. I don't want this person to stay anymore. It's not that I want to be like uh, the all powerful and almighty. No. It's the fact that that's, that's the way that it should be in order for this to work. Yeah. We're providing a service. They have obligations. We have obligations. We do all every single, we do everything by the act. Yeah. Perfectly. But when someone else doesn't agree with it and they start debating about it, that, that's that's where the relationship goes sour. Yeah. So typically newer, younger students, 19, they've, and so I was biting my tongue too. And I do apologize. I'm going to find out later how bad this this dog bone scraping is on, on our audio. It's driving me bonkers. It's right above my head. Um, oh, dear God, that's terrible. No fun. Okay. Um. I can't. I can't think. Kathleen says she cannot hear it. Okay, good. I remember what I was going to say. About uh, what, the was other I, thing. what was I saying? You Sorry. said a nineteen-year-old. Oh, my uh, well, it's, here's 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 my opinion on it. Um, they they haven't they haven't been uh, they haven't uh, been worn down by landlords enough yet. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I think that most people, having experienced a few landlords, probably um, amateur landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they realize that, okay, um, if I want my damage deposit back, I better play, play ball. Play nice. I better play nice. Um, so that's, so out of the gate, you can just imagine someone who's like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, it was your first, you know, rental. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. It's kind of like the first time you have a kid. You know what I mean? Everybody's got advice for you. And you're like, no, I'm going to do this separately. I'm going to ask them for references. I'm going to ask them, you know, uh, you know, what experiences have you had? You know, how many, how long has people stayed here typically? Would you mind giving me the data? Is, you know, do people typically move after one year? Do they move after five years? 
Um, how you know, often does the street get cleared? That was a question I had the other how day. How often does the street get cleared? Wow, yeah. that's a great question. So those <laughs> like, kind of cre- I don't know when they do. <laughs> these are like dumb questions that typically most people wouldn't ask. But you know what? That these like no, I'm going to do this right. This is my first rental. I'm going to yeah. make sure that I, you know I'm not another you know horror story like everybody else. <laughs> well, do they know that they're annoying you? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my thoughts. I think that they just they haven't had enough experience with landlords yet to to understand you know, the, how it works. And, yeah. and eventually it's just like a, Hey, I just need to move in. I, I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. Yeah. The other thing that I was going to say with young tenants first time out on their own is that I remember myself as a young tenant. <clears throat> you were a terrible tenant. I was. So was I. Um, not in the sense that like, I never trashed a place or anything like that, but like, we did you would pay rent have... on time? Uh, well, there was, I, I meant, I fessed up to the one time that I had a summer of festivals with two of my good friends and missed my last rent payment. It uh, bounced. Wow. And had to call mom. Um, Did but, you pay it on time though? Oh yeah. Well, it was back then. It was post-dated checks, baby. Okay. So you weren't late. I wasn't late. You just called mom. No, it, no, the check bounced. The landlord called and then oh. I had to get money for her. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I love that you said it was post-dated checks, baby. <laughs> like, why did you have baby? I don't know. Like those were the times. Those were the times. <laughs> Sorry, um, continue. Yeah, but like we had me and like roommates and gosh, roommates. That's another one that I definitely do not like to. We've only done it once and I don't think I'll, I, I'll entertain it, but I definitely not ideal situation. Um, But, you know, like. Me and my roommate would have friends over, which would turn into a small party, which would result in a noise complaint from the suite above us and, you know, like those types of things. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just remember how irresponsible I was. And, like, I wasn't – I also wasn't good with money. Not that I was, like, horrible. There there was the one summer of festivals where I was very bad with money. But in general, I wasn't, uh, like – you know, I I always otherwise had my rent. But just, like, you know, they haven't lived (laughs) – Yeah, they haven't experienced they haven't gotten their shit together. And yeah, some and that's I'm just, you know, that's not all tenants. We have a very young first time out on his own um, student who always pays his rent two weeks early. And um, there was a noise complaint on him. But since there hasn't been since we addressed it. So, um, yeah, you know, like it's not to say that young tenants don't work, but just got to be careful. Yeah, it's got to be really good judge of character. Yeah. I think this is a terrific segue to get back to, um, you know, if you were to start all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you brought up the topic and then we got the phone call. <laughs> yeah. And that, that tends to happen. Um, I, you know what? I want to do something fun today. Um, I'm not going to answer this question. I want to see what Gabby would say. <laughs> she almost spit out her coffee. I didn't tell her I was going to do this because... I think that I think everybody knows more or less what I would do. Right. Um, I, I, I live by the tattoo on my chest. I, I don't have any regrets because I, I made good. I made, I, I pride myself in by saying that and knowing that I, I made good decisions in the moment and had I made them differently, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I, I just personally, um, I, I don't ever, I don't, I don't like doing those exercises because I'm extremely happy for what I have. Um, uh, I would have met the, the decisions that I made. I met you, the, you know, and by meeting you, you know, the decisions that we made, we had our kid and where we are today and, and helping other people. I can't, I can't do it. I, I, I don't like, I don't like doing that exercise. Um, so I, I'm extremely grateful for the life we have. And I, I don't think I would change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business, I think I would do exactly the same as I did because I think that we made good decisions along the way based on the resources that we had. I was going to say, we followed the path of what our resources allowed us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like we saved up with Wayne working crazy hours on shutdowns to buy our first, first place. And from there... We gained experience and brought in a joint venture partner who was a friend because Mm -hmm. he trusted us. And you know what I mean? Like we followed the path of, okay, we ran out of money. We bought that first place. We bought with joint venture partner. We did this. We did that. Now we're out of money. 
So we took the creative real estate investing course Mm -hmm. and then we picked up a bunch of properties with no money down because that's all that we could do unless we wanted to go. But like we didn't feel like we had the experience to go attract a whole bunch of joint venture partners at that time. So we said, how can we do it on our own? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I really feel like based on our resources, we followed the path that we needed to take. But knowing what we know now. And I think that's that's the exercise that that we need to play here. And that's what the question was, is that knowing what you know now, if you were able to pass our knowledge onto ourselves when you were 23, 25 years old, what would you what what strategies would you do now with the knowledge that you have? If you were passing, if a 23 to 25 year old came up to you right now and said, hey, what should I what should I do if you were me? Because I think that's what it is. And and the, sorry, I have to add one more thing. And the reason why it makes it so hard is because the market was different when we started than when the market the, than today, mm-hmm. right? Same thing when you ask someone who's a little bit older than we are in their forties. You know, someone that was investing in the early two thousands, which I know a lot of people they they look up to a lot of the people that that made their wealth in two thousand three to two thousand eight. Okay completely different market. You can't ask them that question. They, they were assuming mortgages and just for like, zero money down, for zero money down, just no left, right and center. So yeah, a lot of those people who have a hundred plus doors and are, you know, um, quote unquote, maybe it looks like they're living large, like they had it pretty freaking easy. They were also buying townhouses at $260,000 a pop when the rents were really high and they cash flowed. Now the townhouses are worth 160. So like it just it's not the same market. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm just saying our us, you know, as we were getting started, the 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 40 and 50 year olds who were getting started in the early 2000s, these are the people that you're asking this question to. It you you can ask them what they would do based on the market today, but yeah. you can't ask I can't ask us to to say what we would do differently at that particular time because, you know, the 40s and 50-year-olds, they did or made really good choices for their market their at market. the time. We yeah. made really good choices for our market at the time. Now, today's a completely different story. And what I like to do on this podcast, and if you listen, I tell you a lot about what you guys should do based on today's market. Yeah. And I've said it I've said it probably half a dozen times in the last six months mm-hmm. about what you should do in this market. But anyways, so that's just that's that would be my answer. I know it's probably not the answer you want to hear, um, but I, I can't go any deeper. I, 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 it makes me feel weird doing it, but I want you to do it. So Gabby, the knowledge that you have today, what would you, let's say, what would you do today if you were starting over with the knowledge that you have? Forget the money. And I was the same age? No, it's just... Because there's so many factors. It's like, do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Are you single? Are you married? Like, these are all really important things. Yeah. Like, it changes okay. a lot. Okay. Um, so you can't just you... give me a situation. You can't be like, Abby, you're single. You're 25 years old. She's and you defensive. are ambitious as hell. No, what you're would not. You do? You're not because I'm you're not. not. <laughs> because you're not. That's so that's why I wanted to hear it from your perspective. I know, but that's why like that is just such a strange question to even like delve into because Okay. 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 Wayne goes way overboard. Let's let's I'm gonna paint you guys a picture. I'm gonna tell you a story. Wayne goes way overboard, um, starts up this new franchise, it can it implodes. It's a terrible business idea. Wayne loses everything, has a heart attack, and dies. Over the the failure, the the ridiculous failure, because his ego got the better of him, and it killed him. Okay. Now you've got no money, you've got a six year old daughter. Okay, you've got a house that's paid off. You don't want my answers. <laughs> okay. No, I, no. I think the people want the answers. I'm dead. Don't worry about me. I don't care. Okay. So, how living- much life insurance do you have again? Not enough. (laughs) Not enough to live off of for the next 50 years. Okay. Okay. You have no money. You got a paid off house. You don't have to worry about a mortgage payment. So you probably need maybe 2,500 bucks a month to live. Okay. What do you do with the knowledge that you have right now? Do I, I, and I still have like my properties and stuff. No, they're all gone. Everything's gone. They're all gone. I, I, I put it all on red. I just have the house I live in. The house you live on paid off. 
I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I would, I would freak out and cry for a long time. (laughs) And then? Um... I don't know, Wayne, you need to, like, if this is a fear of yours that your life is going to implode and you're going to put it all on red, you need to write out a roadmap for me. <laughs> um, put that in the will. Gabby, here's your roadmap. I fucked up. Oops, sorry. I lost it all. I'm sorry. I love you. Here's what you need to do. <laughs> wow. um, so everyone listening, um, this is a very scary moment for me because <laughs> I, I thought I did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> setting my family up but it's, it sounds like i need a much bigger life insurance policy <laughs> <laughs> haven't i been didn't i say that a couple of years ago we need to increase our life insurance policy <laughs> i i didn't know why i didn't think we needed it um so uh a couple valuable lessons from this uh one always make sure you have a good um solid life insurance policy um for your dependents yes um don't trust that they're not going to know what to do. <laughs> this is not as valuable as what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, there's a, it does show that not every, even though I know a lot of people struggle with this, you know, trying to get their, their partner on board. And even knowing everything that you know, you probably still wouldn't pursue it. So that's, that's interesting. Not the direction that I planned on going. Um, but you know, Gabby's told me a million times that if you died, not in that example, I would probably just sell the properties and go live with my mom. <laughs> I've always said that like, okay, so you, you guys know how ambitious Wayne is and how, how he just continuously wants to grow and build and, and move on to the next thing and the next thing. Like, that's just who he is. He's entrepreneurial through and through. And for me, I'm just like, I would like a quiet life in BC and would be happy with like a small little house nestled in the bush. (laughs) (laughs) And I would even be fine with like a nine to five. And that just drives Wayne freaking crazy. It's like, you could have so much more. Um, And don't get me wrong. I'm not like blind to, you know, like what I have now and, you know, being able to work full time from home, being able to take my daughter to school, pick her up from school, go to appointments in the middle of the day, take the day off if I want, just decide to, you know what, I'm tired. I'm just going to go have a nap. Um, I'm not oblivious to like what this life provides me, but I have, and, and maybe it's just like the, the scarcity mindset that I grew up with and the, the simple life that I grew up with. Um, you know, like in a, in a beautiful house on the side of a mountain in BC, but like simple life. I think you've, I think you've been to enough cabin retreats to know now that you can have everything in the world that you want, but you don't need it. Yes. I think that's the realization that Gabby's had is that even though I, I, Gabby on her own could run a full three day conference in front of a thousand people and teach them everything they need to know about real estate easily. I, I wouldn't be there. She would, she could literally run it herself and she could literally speak for 15 hours a day. And yet in the event that I was gone, <laughs> she'd be like, no, I'm good. I'll just go get a minimum wage job <laughs> because she's like, she's keep, in, she knows, well, you know exactly what it is that fulfills you yeah. and real estate, like owning properties is not, the, is not the goal. No. It's about the life that it provides you. Yes. I, I, I didn't think that we were going to go this direction. Today, and that but. I don't need it. I'm okay with a simple life. <laughs> so, and yet, you know, you, you hustle every day and you, we, you get all the things done that we need to get done and you manage it. And it's, it's, it's so interesting. I'm going to go through the comments here and then I'll get back to it. But uh, Kathleen says, for me, I would just start a lot earlier. Other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Everybody's different. Eh? Mm-hmm. Literally everybody's different. Yeah. Um, a little bit earlier would be nicer because, you know, you could get to your goals significantly faster, right? Yeah. Um, well, and also like starting pre-kids, like that would totally change the game on on how you could start and what you could do and all yeah. those types of things. Like you could you could run a wholesaling business. You could run an agreement for sale business because you don't you can be out there hustling, like those types of things. So I, oh. starting earlier just opens more doors uh, to 
opportunities. Less responsibilities. At Less that responsibility. Time. Yeah. Maybe you're even still living with mom. Like that's a lot of people's case is like, you don't even need to pay rent. You can just like not have a job and go hustle. Mm -hmm. And that could be your, yeah. Well, you know, I work with a lot of coaching yeah. clients that live yeah. with mom. Yeah. Um, that's not a negative. Um, no, that's awesome. They're taking advantage of it and doing something with their lives, setting them up. However, sometimes I do struggle with the like pushing some of these yeah. clients and they just don't have they haven't they haven't been put you know their face hasn't been put to the fire you know what i mean they haven't faced evictions they haven't you know lost a job they haven't mm -hmm. you know been in those those horrible moments where those like they never times, want yeah. to experience that again yeah. um they're still w under you know mom and dad's care yeah. and that worst case scenario they can just go back to the room yeah. I, I'm, again, I'm speaking very negatively towards it, but that's not the point is that, you know, it's, you, you haven't really failed yet in life. And I think through our failures and through becoming a parent and, and knowing, you know, that this is all on you now, it puts an extra pressure on you that that creates, um, I don't know, way more determination yeah. to succeed. You know what, just in you saying that, I just realized that like, I think another thing that feeds into my kind of mindset and and like what I kind of think that I want out of life is that like, I was always a really freaking good employee. No matter where I worked, what I did, I was always amazing at it. And I always like rose to the top and like was always offered promotions without having to ask for them. And you know, those types of things, like I was always groomed for the next for the next thing and i think and i remember i remember always saying like that i have the i have the the west kootenai work ethic because yeah. like all of us like kids who grew up in the west kootenais like we were well at least the people i was associated with we were hard workers and like we grew up doing the doing the the yard work on the property and like all that kind of stuff working in the in the gardens and mowing the lawns and shoveling the snow and and doing all that stuff like we were just like good workers and i always said that like when i moved to edmonton i remember always saying like yeah i have the west kootenai work ethic like we're we're hard workers and i was always good at what i did and so i think that that fed into the the nine to five mindset yeah that like i'm a good employee it's funny because i was kind of groomed for that as well um except I went a completely different direction. Yeah, but you also had a completely different upbringing than me True. too. True. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's so many factors that feed into how you think and what you want and all those types of things. But also I think that a lot of us are just born. Like, I think that sometimes things happen to you that change the course of your life mm -hmm. and make you want more. And then I also think that sometimes you're just born into something. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I have a a trades family. So I'm a tradesman. I have a whatever family. So I'm that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where, where other people just like deflect and like want to, and something happens and they go and do something totally different. Right. Yeah. And I think I just always prided myself on just being a good worker. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, off track, but a little insight into Gabby's upbringing and mindset. <laughs> Everybody's different. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's the moral of the story that is everybody's different. Um, okay. Well, someone wanted an answer and uh, <laughs> they didn't really get one. So I'll give you, I'll give you an answer. Because that's how complicated it is. <laughs> okay. So I will give you an answer for if, um, if I didn't have a family, and I were starting over right now, and I knew what I knew right now. First thing I would do is um, I would uh, stop being so insecure. I was very insecure, um, uh, thinking about what people would think about me mm -hmm. very early on. Um, Great point. Really good point. It's And that is not something you can teach. I'm just telling you what I would do with the knowledge that I know today. I don't know how to package that for you. I don't know how to put it into a one-liner in front of a picture of Denzel Washington. I don't know what's going to do it for you. Everybody receives that message a different way. And, and, and sometimes it sticks, mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But that is the answer. Re-listen to this a million times. Maybe one day it'll click with you. But your insecurities are holding you back. 
That is 100% it. 1,000%. Um, the opportunities that have gotten us here today all came from me stepping outside of my shell. Yes. That's it. There wasn't some newsletter. It wasn't some website. It wasn't some one-liner. It was the fact that I put myself out there. Yeah. And opportunities came to me. I'm, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this. Yeah. Like I, 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 I remember every single pivotal moment in our journey. I was going to say every big moment came from, yeah, you, Stepping it up. was either writing a scary email or, um, or yeah, like just like those moments where it's like this, I don't know if I have, you know, if I'm the person who has the permission to be doing this, but I need to step outside and I need to ask mm -hmm. or I need to tell, or I need to, yeah. Even the podcast. Yeah. Years ago when we started the podcast. I did not think that I had the permission yeah. from the community, from the people that I knew in order to do something like that. Yeah. The people that were in our circle at that particular time outside of real estate investing laughed at us, yeah. laughed at me. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Podcast. Yeah. That kind of stuff really fucks with you. Yeah. It really does because you're like, oh, I don't have the permission to do this. I'm not that type of person. Mm -hmm. The people within the investor community that started at the same time as us or perhaps have been doing it longer. What are they going to think? Who, who are the fuck? Who the hell are these guys? Mm -hmm. Right? Those those things start going through your mind, thinking yeah. that okay, I'm not worth this. That right there. If I if it, knowing what I know now, that's what I would have. I I wish I wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah, not second guess everything. Yeah, the second guessing is what killed years. Yeah, of my life, and I sh I I could have been I could have been where we are significantly yeah. sooner. And that goes, that speaks towards um, putting yourself out there on social media as well and showing people what you're doing. Because, well, that's just, that's just, the, that's the stage right now. Yeah, it is the stage. And it's also um, like you hear it over and over and over again, that that is people's insecurity. What are people going to think? What are people going to say? Mm -hmm. Are people going to unfriend me because they don't want to see this? Am I yep. bugging people? Yeah. It's you, not who I, I, I am. I can, I can literally <laughs> hear it. I can hear it on the other end of the microphone right here, you know, I, I can hear all of your insecurities in your head because I had the exact same ones, mm -hmm. exact same ones. All just all those things that Gabby just said right there. Mm -hmm. So had I not had those insecurities, I would have, I would have shared what I was doing sooner. And yes, when you get started, you know, you're always going to get those, Ooh, Mr. Podcast. Ooh, big real estate mogul. Mm -hmm. How many properties you buy today? that nonsense or just like even though it's it's not that offensive it really it gets in your head yeah and you're constantly like well i don't want to talk about that anymore because you know i don't want to experience that yeah. i don't want people to talk down to me anymore it's uncomfortable you know i have three properties dude and you, you're renting a basement suite screw you that's what you're thinking in your head but you don't say it out loud right those 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 conversations that you have or those those arguments you have with them in the shower like oh god, god damn it like screw you man like how many properties do you have i have three like i have i have i have the most in my mastermind group i'm, I'm a successful person you're talking to me like that those are the kind of feelings that you have but you don't say them out loud so you avoid conversations with them you avoid talking with it with other people mm -hmm. you know even with three properties which is a huge accomplishment you raised three hundred thousand dollars you raised one hundred eighty thousand dollars who do you know that's ever raised over $200,000 for an investment? Who do you know? That's that's a huge accomplishment. And I'm telling you right now, if that's you, that I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I am. I'm proud of you because I know how hard that is. You didn't, you, you're, this isn't 2003 and you did not assume some mortgage for zero money down with no qualifications. Yeah. And you, you know, you this isn't 2003 and, take a key. <laughs> and you can, you can literally get as many properties as you want because there's no mortgage limits. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are investing today, which is very hard with this mortgage climate, this, mm -hmm. these, this mortgage market. It's extremely difficult. So I'm proud of you. I'll just tell you that right now. But I get it that when you're in that position, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And you don't think that you deserve to have a YouTube channel. You don't think that you're worth having a Facebook page or doing these videos. I watch people who are in, the exact, in a very similar situation. And I watch them and I see them put out content on social media. And I know it's not for them, for their ego to show people how great they are. What they're doing is they're telling people within their inner Seconds. circle yeah. about what they do. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of every single one of them. I, anyone who does that, I support them. I will share their shit mm -hmm. because I know how hard it is and I know why they're doing it. They're doing it to create opportunities. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, creating those opportunities is what stands them out, like makes them stand out from everybody else. Yeah. Why, why some people go and they do really amazing things and why other people, they sit and they complain. Yeah. Right? Slow. So I would have built a brand significantly sooner. And building a brand. And owned it. And owned it. And just the, the building a brand is just sharing what you're doing. Yeah. Sharing this podcast. Hey, I just listened to a really cool podcast this morning. They were talking about co-centers on leases. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, cool. Hey, I saw you were uh, shared a podcast about real estate. Are you getting into real estate? Yeah, well, I've been researching it quite a bit. Um, I took a course um, uh, over the summer and, you know, just like uh, getting started in real estate. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of research into it. I think it's really cool. I personally, I think it's a great way to build long-term wealth. Cool. That's great for you. Good for you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to create little conversations like that. Um, I, yeah. Just trying to figure out where I'm going with this. Okay. So you'd remove, remove self-doubt limitations. Yeah. Then what? the insecurities, the brand, and it all, everything else will fall in place. Fuck yeah. Oops. That's like, don't, don't apologize for swearing. <laughs> no, don't apologize. And it's true though. <laughs> we've had some people that have asked us less swearing and I, I totally get that. I was swearing too much. Um, but passionate, I, I swear when I'm passionate that I was getting a little loose there for a little while. Yeah. I was just, just trying to be a funny guy. Um, for but did you hear that? What Wayne said? Once you remove all that self-doubt and limitations, things just happen. They fall into place. Okay. You I have, take action. I haven't been watching the comments for a little while here, but for everyone that I've told this to and things have happened, I want you to say something in the comments here. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, because you would not believe how many comment, how many messages I get. Hey, I did that thing you told me to do. And then someone called me up and they want to invest with me. Yes. Courtney. <laughs> I'm going to call out Courtney. Courtney dreaded social media. She made one or two posts and she had friends calling her asking about real estate. <laughs> it works, you guys. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's a secret. Yeah. Just, just stop being so afraid. I, I know. I, I know. Josh, yes. I know. It's hard. I trust me. Trust me. Do you, Gabby, do you remember when oh, I came storming in the living yeah. room and I said, we're starting a Facebook page? Yes. And I was like, what? What are my friends and family going to think? I, doing it. I had to, I had this moment. I'm like, I, I need to stop making BS excuses yeah. of what, what people are going to think We're about like, Oh my me. God. What if our, what if our, our parents find our business page? What if our employers see it and employers they think see that, it and I'm think that I'm rich, <laughs> think that I'm rich and they don't give me hours. Yeah. Yeah. Just every baloney excuse. Yeah. From there. That's that, 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 that is the answer. That is the answer. And that will solve all of your problems that will get you deals that will get you joint venture prospects, that will get you uh, opportunities to speak and more engagements, which will grow your brand more, which will get you more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Okay. It all compounds. It's opportunities just come to you. Um, people will come to you and say, Hey, I've got a property. I've owned it for a while. I bought it for this. It's now I've owned it for 10 years. I bought it for 240. It's, it's worth 160. I owe 160 on it. I just want out. You know, do you have any options? Well, yeah, that's an agreement for sale right there. It's a 10 year agreement for sale. You want to know how I know? Cause I got a deal like that. It literally just came to me, just fell on my lap. I got another one where a friend came up to me and said, Hey, I got another friend, similar situation. He owes exactly what it is on this townhouse, um, that it's worth. Um, he just needs to move. He wants to get into a new place, but like, he can't sell it. Do you think you can help him out? Literally another story just fell on my lap. I had a guy call me, um, around Easter time. And he said, uh, hey, I got a deal for you. It's a bit of a doozy. I got this property. It's um, it's in bad shape. My dad owns it. It was a rental property. We just need to get rid of it. Um, there was some bad tenants in there that had drugs and whatnot and guns. And the police, you know, busted down the doors. I don't know. Would you be interested in something like that? Just randomly. Yep. VTB. VTB. Yeah. Made a lot of money on it. Like, these are just deals that literally fell in my lap. I had a I had a real estate investing book in the back in the back floor on my in my work vehicle. Client came in, said, "Oh, you like real estate? You reading about real estate? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. oh, cool." And then he asked me a few more questions, and he realized what I did. 
We invested $138,000 with us. Mm -hmm. I didn't do very much. Yeah. I didn't do very much. It all just fell on my lap. Like I'm just naming a few opportunities here. So that's, that, that, that is literally it. But, um, if, if it were today, I would do townhouse burrs when I was getting started because I had the ability to get mortgages and I would find properties for, um, low, I would do the minimum required, uh, rent, uh, renovations to get it to rent ready. I would refinance it at a higher price value. That is just, that's today's market. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that a million times. Uh, I've gotten it to a point where I have so much competition in Edmonton, an area that I can't do townhouse burrs and townhouse flips anymore because there's so many people looking at it. So you might have missed the boat on it, but there's still opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming into a spring season. That's what I would do. Um, I'm Rhino. Uh, I'm I'm ripping through this. Uh, Gab's giving me the wrap it up. The dog needs to go outside. No, we have cleaners coming. In oh, we an have hour. cleaners yeah. coming. Okay, here's the last one. If this were me when I was getting started at the time, you know what I did. I listened to a lot of people early on when they said that it's not a good time for flipping. I thought flipping would be a great idea. Looking back on it right now, I still think we could have flipped when we got started. Mm-hmm. I think that if with the knowledge that I have right now, I would have been flipping a lot sooner because I would have been able to create a business, the business that we're currently, you know, building. I could have created that significantly sooner and left my job sooner. Yeah, and it would be running itself. All you would need to do is pick a deal and send send the crew in. Yeah. That's all you have to do. I I I the market is we could have done it. Yeah. But I listened to a few people that told me not to do it. I literally I listened to two people that told me it wasn't a good time. And so knowing having the knowledge that I have right now, I probably would have done it sooner because I, that right there um, because we're, we've got it to an automated, like it's automated now, I could have done that significantly sooner and I could have, I could have been home every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have waited at my job longer, you know, because it was just the money was too, the golden handcuffs. I wouldn't have stayed that long. Yeah. I would have been making an, more twice as much as I, what I would have made at my job. And I would have been home every day doing next to nothing. And the flips through pictures and, you know, and, and documenting all that stuff would have actually gained us a lot more um, traction on our, our brand building. And it would have created a lot more opportunity sooner. Yeah. Rather than pictures of furnace filters and, and quarterly inspections and tenant evictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that content's okay. I mean, that's what we had. That's what we were doing. That's what we, you know, built our brand off of is, is, is showing what we were doing. But I think that a flipping business would have been a lot more exciting. I would have gained a lot more joint venture partners in hindsight. That, that I guess that would be one regret, but like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I know right now. So that's me sharing what I know right now. Um, but the most important thing that I spent the most time talking about was that just really just, just getting rid of your insecurities. And not caring what people think. Mm-hmm. And that uh, if you're in that position, I don't want it to be all weird, but like I am proud of you. Yeah. Like I know how hard it is. And I know that it sucks. Um, so step outside of your shell. Uh, one last uh, comment here. I'm just going to check it out. Do you need to get going again? I do. You can, you can get going if you want to say goodbye. I'll just read this last comment and then I'll finish her up. Okay. Have a great Friday, guys. See you on Tuesday. Um, Josh says, when you do an agreement for sale and lock it up, for say another three to five years just make sure the kid's quiet well you guys are leaving um josh says when you do an agreement for sale and lock up for say another three to five years while they hold the mortgage still what position are they in to move on and buy again or in those scenarios are they usually going to a rental situation versus ownership uh that is a complicated agreement for sale question that you're going to need to take a course on for um there are ways to help an owner uh, move forward if they decide that they want to buy another property again. Um, the short answer is that you refer them to a mortgage broker who has experience with agreement for sales. Um, you can do up a one pager explaining that you are responsible for the payments um, as per your you know, agreement to buy it. Um, but this is this is typically a more advanced question that they cover within the course. It's a very good question, though. 
Um, but work with an, uh, my, my short answer is work with an investor focused uh, mortgage broker and refer them to that client so that that broker can help them get the next mortgage um, and explain to the lender that they're going to use that they are no longer responsible for those payments. Okay. Um, it is Friday. I mentioned that earlier. Um, so that means that uh, you've got one, two, three days, three days off. So come back on uh, Tuesday. I, I mean, I'd love it if you guys came back with with some with some success stories, you know, some things that you did. You know, the, I want you guys to step outside your comfort zone this weekend. I really do. Um, and just like 2022 is almost over. And um, it'll be 2023. And then you'll be in the same position next January saying like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do that? I should have done it. I should have done it sooner. You're just wasting time. So um, take some action this weekend, you know, steps outside of your comfort zone. If you guys need some help, you can text me. Um, you can send me a message and say, Hey, like, I really like what you said today. What do you recommend I do? And I'll, and I'll give you some, some personal um, feedback and, and some, some tips and stuff like that. Um, ultimately, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, anyone that's willing to step outside of their comfort zone to create opportunities, I will support the shit out of you. I really will. I know how hard it is coming from me. I, I know how hard it is. Um, it took me a long time to do it myself. Um, but I know the opportunities that could be created. So I'll, I'll support you in that. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend and I'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.